Moto Limited Network. It's good to have other opinions that you know are good opinions too. If you're in my way, we, we gotta do battle. basically is my life. My brain probably wanders a lot. I don't know. Here it is, the Moto Limited Show. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Trent Ma. And unfortunately, not joining me this week is uh, Robbie Marshall. He's uh, just had his third child. Congratulations, Robbie and Mon for that one. Uh, and he's obviously spending time with his uh, his newborn little fella. So uh, it's just going to be me tonight trying to break down these last two Supercrosses that we've had on uh, AMA Monster Energy Supercross cross in uh, Salt Lake City rounds five and six or 15 and 16 in the championship. So I'm just going to break it down uh, in my own little way and uh, hopefully you guys will stick around and enjoy this one and uh, we'll get through. So going to go back uh, to Wednesday, oh sorry, Sunday, uh, which is Monday for us, which was round 15 of the AMA Monster Energy Supercross Series. Uh, we had the second round of the 250 West joining us uh, for the this round. And uh, again, should I say, and geez, wasn't it an absolute barnstormer of an event? Uh, you have the 250 class. I've got a page full of notes on the 250 class and then even the 450 class. There was so much going on at this racetrack. Uh, it was definitely a tricky little circuit, um, had a lot of flat turns on it and, and things like that. And it looked like it was kind of getting dry, but definitely had a hard base in those um, flat uh, 180 corners, which made for some good racing and and um, definitely shook things up. But uh, man, going to the 250 class, those Lawrence brothers, man, they are they are next level. I listened to them on another podcast uh, during the week and. Man, they've they've got it going on, and I'm so stoked to see that they have and where they've come from and and where they're at now. I mean, they they deserve a lot of it. And uh, Jet is he's a character, man. He is he's definitely somebody that I'm excited to see move into the future, and and hopefully he doesn't change. He just keeps that that character in him and and makes it happen. But um, man, he's starting a heat race. He was absolutely gone. If you haven't gone and watched it, go back and watch round 15 and um, heat race number one, Jet Lawrence just absolutely brained him. It's like he knew when the gate was going to drop and took off and was out of there. Um, And then but then he kind of runs a bit wide in the first corner and then Faulkner did him dirty. Um, he was obviously trying to play it off. Like he, he didn't know it was there, but he kind of just drifted wide and, and, uh, jet had nowhere else to go and, and went down. But then, um, instant karma, not two minutes later, Hunter got a decent start and drifts over and, and, down goes Faulkner in, you know, in the space of the next 20 meters off the start. So, uh, they had to battle their way back through the, um, through the pack, should I say, and then ran into each other multiple times as well on the way. And 
it was uh it was entertaining and i mean that's heat one we hadn't even gone into the into you know the night show yet or into the main event um jet was also second quickest in qualifying but in qualifying two he was actually the quickest of that session just uh Ferrandis, um was the fastest and he did that time in in uh qualifying number one so they were they were um yeah jet was fast Ferrandis had a had a crash in his heat as well craig won another heat which was um he's racked off two of them but in the main events he just hasn't seemed to be able to put it together um and uh Duran stapleton uh australian kid over there doing it i shouldn't say kid he's he's not much younger than me but he's over there doing it off his own dime and he won the lcq it was it was awesome to see um you know massive fist pump over the finish line when he did it got himself into the main and and got a win at the same time um so it was it was good to see that um moving on to the main event now the main event was kind of so-so i mean up front Ferrandis got a good start and actually was out in front from the beginning and and uh faulkner hunted him down and and put a pass on him that was you know uh, that wasn't dirty that was just a legit pass he went in there lent on him pushed him out of the way and and took off and um and sort of rode away from from Ferrandis as well which was um you know, it's good to see it's tightened the points up again with that. Um, it's, it's put Faulkner 7 down now going into the showdown, uh, which will be on or well, when this podcast comes out for you guys. It, it's going to be on, on the weekend or Monday for us. So that's going to be make it very entertaining between Faulkner and Ferrandez to come down to this title and uh, and see what, what comes of it. Uh, Ferrandis got the second place and, uh, yeah, he had a clutch start, but he just, um, he just, I don't know, the Faulkner was just hungry. I think he just wanted it more. Ferrandis was, you know, had as a bit of a lead or had a bit of a lead and I don't think he was in protection mode, but he definitely, um, he definitely didn't have that, that hunger to, to fight back. He made inroads at the end there, but I think Faulkner was just managing, that sort of last five minutes or so of the race. Um, you know, the track, the track wasn't breaking down a heap. The whoops got pretty gnarly there, but, um, yeah, he just sort of rode her in and, and got it done. And Ferrandis obviously finished up in second. Uh, and then the podium, Jet Lawrence, he made his way from way back. It's crediting him with, I think it was seventh on lap one, but I think he was further back than that off the start. And, um, he just rode through the guys and looked awesome. Um, you know, still, still a little loose in some, some areas, but I think that's the best, uh, ride that he's put on, you know, Anaheim too. He had that amazing ride, which is kind of put him on the map, but, uh, you know, he still looked, you know, pretty loose. And obviously the crash at the end there was, was the outcome of all of that. Uh, but he was much better, much better ride. And, um, yeah, he come through some fast dudes to get to that, to that point, um, as well. Um, made the, uh, made the pass on, uh, Moseman, which was, you know, put a pass on him was, you know, it wasn't dirty. It was a solid pass. And then Moseman just lined him up at the end of the start straight and got him back. And I was like, all right, it's on here. And, and then, uh, 
he got him again. Jack got him again later on, and Mosman tried again in the first corner, or was sort of the last corner going to the finish line, but um, completely mistimed it. It was a massive brain snap. He just come in, had no like he didn't even have an inch of front wheel on him. He, you know, he was lucky not to go down, overshot the corner, and McAdoo slipped around him, uh, which McAdoo got the. Um, another solid ride in, in fourth position and Mosman got the fifth. Um, so, I mean, this is a little hard. I don't have Robbie here to bounce off. I'm just sort of going through what I've seen and, and different things like that. But dude, this West championship is uh, definitely, definitely going to be entertaining and, and awesome to watch. So I can't wait to see uh, this, this showdown, see what happens between Faulkner and Ferrandis. I, um, I mean, Faulkner's, been getting starts and going out front and just sort of see what happens behind him. And, you know, Ferrandis got a good start this round, but I mean, his starts aren't always that great, but I mean, the finale last year when he got the championship over, um, since Rulo, he, he pulled a start in the finale when all the pressure was on, you know, all the cards are on the table. So it's going to be interesting to see how this East-West showdown um, shapes up. You know, obviously having the, the East guys come in and uh, to mix things up. To be honest, though, the depth on the, the East isn't as much as the West Coast. So, I mean, there's probably only going to be the, the two main title contenders on that side of... Uh, Mikhail Rath and, and Sexton that are really going to throw a spanner in there, but you never know with um, with that amount of top riders, you know, it's going to be 22 of the best 250 guys that, that are out there. It's going to be um, very entertaining to watch, that's for sure. So seven down for Faulkner, uh, Faulkner on Ferrandis. So I'm... Uh, I don't know, I, personally, and I really would have loved to have got Robbie's opinion on this and hopefully I get him back here for the the final round. But, um, sh- I mean, it could go either way. I'm, I'm going to put it on Faulkner. I think he might be able to to pull it out. Um, but, again, without – can't read the future. So I, I'm just going to pick Faulkner and, and hope that uh, – my pick is right and we'll see how it all pans out from there. So that was uh, Salt Lake City 5, round 15 for the 250, uh, 250 West. Um, and uh, yeah, as I said, we're definitely looking forward to to this coming uh, Monday for us in Australia of uh, seeing who wraps up this title and, and uh, the action that's going to go with it. Um, Hunter had a great ride too. Uh, he he um, didn't get the greatest of starts and made his way up. Jed actually passed him through on the way through. So uh, he got a, uh, I think it was a seventh. My computer here isn't connecting for me, but uh, he rode well as, as well. And um, yeah, so that was the 250 class. Moving on to the 450 class. Man, this this had a lot going on in it too. For you know, for these guys to be fifteen rounds into this championship, um, they're they're still delivering. Um, and I mean, and it's all day too. I mean, Reed Reed whole shots heat one. Like we haven't seen Reed pull a whole shot in in a little while now. So that was 
that was um, interesting to see. I mean, Benny Bloss was second quickest in qualifying and then end up winning uh, heat number two, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, and that was his first heat win. So, I mean, they're still throwing out new things um, at us to to see. You know, it's not the same same stuff day in, day in, day out. Um, so it's, it's been entertaining. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up with Rob and – uh, again, I, I mean, I'm missing him on this one. I'm going to say it a few times, I think, throughout this. But uh, we talked about Barsha's crash, and we didn't really get to see what what went on. They pulled footage and, and showed it. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you'll find it on the, the broadcast for the Supercross, but I'm sure it's going to be on Barsha's Instagram page. Dude, his hand came off at the end of the whoops, and he just launched his bike off the berm. And it hit the side of the stadium that hard. It just disintegrated his front wheel. And that's why he didn't, didn't finish the race. And man, you, you have a look at that bike on the footage and it's literally just, he couldn't even ride it off. They, they would have had to carry it. He tried and the wheel just rolled on and Nelly got caught up under the, the front wheels uh, on the front guard. So that was huge to see that. Um, We've been talking about Roxon's um, struggles he's been having, and during the that week he got um, diagnosed with shingles, which we're going to get once we get into the race here is definitely a surprise for for what happened. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that could just explain a little bit of it. But uh, I mean he end up winning the main, so it just leaves us puzzled as to what is going on. Um, a couple of the interviews he's done since that race has said, you know, like now that I know what it is, he's kind of learning to manage it and, and get on top of it and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it, it, it showed he, he come out and he, he won. Like, I think, I think the track helped him a little bit. It was a little bit, um, a little bit sort of smoother um, and not as technical. It was very basic. Like everyone was doing the exact same rhythms and, and everything like that. Uh, it had tricky parts on it for sure. Um, but Roxon, Roxon doesn't, man, the way he rides, there was those flat corners in it and he was just so smooth and, and was getting so much traction on those slick flat corners that it was just like a masterclass of riding. I think, um, you know, he, he sort of, you could just hear him go around the first one. That's the beauty of not having them um, stands in the, in the stadium. You can hear a lot of the bike sounds and you can just, you could hear him go around the first corner and you could just hear it and he was through the corner, like no wheel spin all talk. And that's the way that he rides. So he really put on a, a clinic there to, to show how you ride those sort of conditions. And yeah, he got he got the the race win. So um, Webb got the start, and dude, that he his move he did on um, on Tomac in the first corner was like it, it was a statement move. He in the in the uh, post race interview, he kind of said that you know he didn't know he was there and things like that. But man, you watch you watch the footage. It's like if he didn't know he was there, it's like perfect timing for him to hit the rear brakes just as he hits Tomac's front wheel in the first corner. So um, he got the start and then Roxon just sort of got in behind him and, and rode around and, and then passed him and never looked back. And, you know, Webb, Webb said that he, you know, he sort of underestimated Roxon, knew what was wrong with him. You know, he heard all the, the stuff and sort of thought that 
Roxon would fade, and uh, he didn't. And yeah, Webb was pretty disappointed with himself. Um, he just, you know, he th- he was kind of banking on that, and and Roxon didn't give it to him. So in in the end, he ended up with second. He um, he got a little bit more points on Tomac, um, and uh, but he he dropped to. I think he dropped back into third. Roxon ended up passing him again for second overall for the championship with that ride. So dropped him back to third, but um, you know he'll he'll take that. He was um, he's still up there and he's still in front. They still made uh, a little bit of inroads on Tomac with the with the crash that Tomac nearly had in the first corner with Webb. He uh, salvaged his way back up to third. Um, he didn't he didn't look that um, you know that racy. He didn't get that balls out speed um that we're we're used to seeing out of him you know like he just sort of made his way through um got past Osborne there in the end and just didn't have the time or I think the speed to catch up to to Webb and Rocks and he kind of just had his position and and that was it for him so um yeah we'll we'll he got third. He lost a little bit of points, but he still has, you know, just enough gap there for um, to wrap this thing up at uh, SLC six, which we'll get into here in a minute. So he he was um, he was pretty pretty close. Um, Osborne got a got a four, so he had a good start, and he kind of just. Um, Dropped back a little at the start and then and then made his way forward again from there. So it was, uh, you know, it was good to see him, him sort of get through and and get another fourth. He's been super solid in this Salt Lake City run that that we've had here. He's you know he's gotten some good results. He's he's sort of the fourth guy. You know, it's been Webb, Roxon, and and Tomac, but um, he's definitely definitely the uh the next guy in that group i believe so it was good to see him another fourth place he rode well um, i'm sure he'd like to get a little bit a little bit further up than what he than what he ends up but he you know he he'll take that fourth and and continue on into the next round uh stewart got another another fifth which i mean again he's he's also been probably one of those riders that in this in this Salt Lake City run. He's had a lot of speed and and some couple of good races. He's had a couple of bad races in there as well with with that DNF. Um I think it was at the second one uh where the foot peg fell off uh or broke off, they said. Uh so yeah he he definitely rode, you know, another solid ride uh to get up to that point. Wilson six, uh again, another solid one for him. Baggett seven, Brayton eight. Barsha another ninth. Um yeah, I, I don't know. We don't know what's going on with Barsha. You know, he's um there's been sort of chat about them, him and Plessinger who finished behind him in tenth, sort of not real happy with them Yamahas. Um they they can't get them to handle in those um, harder pack conditions, and they're sort of struggling with bike setup. So um, yeah, those guys nine and ten, and Chad another eleventh on the night too. He rode he rode much better and and looks solid again. Uh, and again with that heat race hole shot, uh, he was kind of 
living off that a little bit. So I'm um, just looking down the list here. Uh, just the regular faces are in and around there. Um, Marty Davalos had a had a, a, a bit of a, a shocker there. He, he had a 19th. He had a couple of crashes and, and got down there. And then um, Jason Anderson, 22nd, um, got in a pile up with, uh, with freezy and their bikes got stuck together. Freezy went down and Anderson had nowhere to go and ran into him. And then their bikes kind of got caught together. And it's pretty funny. There's some, there's photos floating around on Instagram and stuff like that. And you just see Anderson sitting there and they're trying to pull the bikes out. He's got his hand on his hips. Like you're an idiot. Sort of, sort of set up. It's just funny. He's just standing there watching the boys try and pull his bike out and not really caring. Uh, what happened and then he ended up having another crash later on after that and and obviously um, not finishing the race or finishing it last anyway so um, it was it was cool to not cool to see that but uh, you know it is what it is as part of racing and he he got through it. Um, there's a young Mason Kerr here. He, he 21st in the main. He made it into the main and he'd never raced a, a 250 Supercross. He just only done 450 and, and got into the main. Uh, end up 21st, but that's a that's a massive um, achievement for him. Like you look through the list here and it's only him and, and Enticknap that have three digit numbers. Like everyone has a one or a two digit number, which means they're, you know, a lot of them are career numbers, which means they've been in there a long time or, you know, they've, they've raced before. So it was cool to see another young guy get in there and, and, uh, and, you know, get his, get his experience that he wanted. So, uh, that was Salt Lake city number five, round 15 of the AMA monster energy supercross series. Um, that was Sunday's race or Monday for us, um, that race. So you probably already watched it, already know it, but they were just, uh, a few of the things I wanted to highlight that hopefully you guys, um, seen or, or missed and, and go back and watch a couple of those things. They're pretty rad to, to go through. So, um, I'm going to take a break on this one and uh, I'll come back to you guys with uh, Salt Lake City 6, the one that happened today, um, and uh, break that down a little bit as well. And we're back. Right, round 16 of the AMA Monster Energy Supercross Series or Salt Lake City number six. I definitely feel like we're on uh, Groundhog Day here going over and over and over in the same place, but um, we definitely did a good job uh, with the track on this one as well. Um, Not too much different from from the round before. A couple of the lanes were the same, a couple of them were... Uh, turned around the other direction. Still had the big long start straight down the outside of the the stadium or along the side of the stadium, should I say? So, um, and the big sweeping first corner, but uh, took out all the flat turns out of this one. Had a few more bowl turns, and um, I think it was a much better track. It was much more racy, um, some good passes and stuff like that. But again, it was still a uh, you know pretty simple simple sort of layout. Um, and there wasn't too much room to, to distance yourself, um, from the other guys. So 
Um, they got a heap of rain overnight too, um, last night before the race and they left the covers off to let the, let the track absorb it. it. You know, it could take a, take a bit of moisture with, uh, with the, uh, dry air up there. So pretty muddy in practice, uh, watch practice qualifying. You could see it was pretty, pretty muddy early on and then started looking good towards the end of practice qualifying. And then sort of the heat started and you could see it was, was much nicer and um, the track was sort of forming up um, and going to be good for the main event. So it was another sort of mid-afternoon race again. So a bit of sun coming across the the track early on and then, you know, in the main, it you know, wasn't much left. It was sort of the first corner and a little bit had sun on it and the rest of it was kind of, I wouldn't say in the darkness, but in the shadow and, um, sort of kept the moisture in the track as, as we got later on into the night. So 250 class, we, we headed back East or the East came back, should we say, um, to do their, their final round solo before we go into this East West shootout, uh, here on, um, Sunday or Monday, um, in Australia. So uh, they come out. Um, you could definitely tell the difference between the coasts. Like, I'm not going to say that you know the the East guys are slow. Like Sexton and and um, McElrath and uh, um, Colt Nichols. You know those guys are still as quick as the front guys on the on the West Coast. But I mean the it sort of drops off from there, you know, Brown, Shimoda, you know, those guys are, uh, you know, they're rookies in the class. They're still good riders. And then you sort of go back to Peters and guys like that, that are on sort of private tier rides. Again, not saying they're, they're bad riders, but I mean, you start getting in the privateer sort of sixth place, um, where, you know, on the, on the West coast, you know, those, I mean, D- down below that, you got some talented riders still coming through the pack, and you know, epic battles in like seventh or eighth place are still between factory bikes, you know. So it's definitely a little bit thinner in this class, and and the racing kind of kind of showed that. Um, you know, the the two the two top guys, Sexton and McAlrath, got out in you know got out early and got out in front. And, uh, it was actually a surprise hole shot from, um, uh, Sinai. He actually got, uh, Darren Sinai actually ripped a hole shot. He's on a, you know, a privateer backed, um, Kawasaki with, uh, he's got monster energy backing, but he's not part of the, uh, pro circuit team or nothing like that. But he ripped, uh, ripped a, a mad start there in, in the, in the main and, you know, he got to the whoops and then kind of got swallowed up by, by Sexton and McElrath. They swallowed him up and, um, it was basically on from there. It was, uh, McElrath leading and, um, Sexton following him behind him. So, um, it was sort of the stage was set and, you know, you were ready to go. This is, this is the race. These are the two guys at the top of the class and they were back out one, two again. And, I was like, let, let's see what happens. And, um, Pierce Brown slid into the third spot there as well early on. And he was staying with, with Sexton and McElrath. And I thought, oh, this will be, um, you know, interesting to see that these guys going at it and, and him sort of tucked in there behind, it was going to be a good learning curve for him. So, um, he was in there early and, and then kind of dropped off and, you know, eventually, 
he sort of finished down in in fourth place there. But Sexton McAlrath had gone at it. Sexton looked he looked hungry. Um, he looked like he wanted it bad, and and he sat in there behind McAlrath and waited and waited, and then his pass on McAlrath was was. Um, perfectly timed um and he and he perfected it you know it was he he went through the first rhythm lane scrubbed the absolute crapper out of the the double coming into the the sort of the second turn and just lined up McElrath you know rub rub a bit of body into him pushed him up high slowed him down enough to where he could then you know Sexton could hit the next rhythm lane and McElrath couldn't couldn't counter in the, in the, in the following turn. And, um, you know, that was, that was about it then. And then Sexton kind of clicked off some good laps and put a bit of a gap on, on McElrath. And then, man, the lappers were bad again in this one. They were, um, they were definitely, definitely bad. I'm pretty sure they lapped up to, I think it was, I think it was like, fifth or fifth again um and yeah like they were kind of uh, causing a yo-yo effect um between the between the guys you know um Sexton would sort of lose a bit to McElrath and he'd catch him back up and then you know then McElrath would get caught up in in some of those lappers and and drop off again and yeah it, it sort of was one of those one of those yo-yo effects again and kind of from there kind of the race sort of was what it was you know um Nichols got a got a pretty average start um was around seventh on lap one and and uh he came through the through them pretty quickly and got to brown and made his way around brown pretty pretty easily and sort of just got himself into that third place position which you know he's he's probably well definitely the third um, the third guy in, in that East coast and sort of finished up there. Uh, Brown got the fourth place position. Like, as I said, he was very quick early, um, and was looking, looking like he could, um, you know, run with those guys. And I was, uh, as I've said in the previous of these shows with Rob, you know, I think if he gets a start, he has the speed. So he had it early, but I think he doesn't have the speed, for that duration of time yet, you know, but that's something that he'll, he'll only learn by being up there and being with those guys and learning the speed and learning how they, how they get it done. And, and he'll, he'll definitely, um, he'll get better. And I I think he's the, one of the guys to watch out for, um, especially out of that rookie class that, that came through. So fifth place was, uh, Joe Shimoda. So, Equaled his best finish of the year with a fifth. Um, same deal. Got a got a pretty decent pretty decent start, and then just sort of finished her up um, in that position. Wasn't really pressured um, too much from behind, and you know didn't really have too much. Uh, you know, he wasn't obviously keeping the pace of what Brown was setting, so he kind of finished in there. Um, but he did really well. He had a massive crash in practice, which I showed on the broadcast uh, through the whoops. He sort of got it wrong. And then, you know, he got very lucky. He didn't plow into the face. He kind of slid down the backside of one of the whoops and, um, you know, he got up and, and still made it into the main. And then a, a fifth in the main is a, is a solid ride for him. And, um, but again, he just, he just doesn't have that 
raw speed. I don't think that, um, you know, Pierce Brown's riding with and, and even, um, you know, we're going to get to Jalik Swole here in, in just a minute, but um, Jalik has some really raw speed, but he uh, definitely doesn't have the uh, the consistency there. Uh, Cole Peters got a, another sixth place. Uh, Rob and I have talked about him. You know, he's he's a he's been out here in Australia and raced and and rode for um, Wilson's team um, while he was out here. So it's cool to see him go back and be, you know, he's been consistently five six throughout this Salt Lake City run um, in the in the East Coast class, and you know another solid six place in there and and got himself some valuable points uh, towards the championship. You know, without um, uh, March Banks and. Uh, now Martin out as well. Um, he could definitely make up some positions overall and, and finish up up pretty high. Uh, Enzo Lopes seven. Chris Blos another solid ride in eight. He's he's a current Australian um, MX two champion in Supercross. So um, you know an, an eighth place for him in amongst all these kids uh, is is pretty cool to see. I'm sure he wants to get a little bit further up, but. He's getting there, um, just cruising down here. Uh, one thing that, I mean, Sexton Nelly was out of it. Um, Jalik Swole crashed in front of him and in the rut and uh, Nelly took Sexton down and he got very, very lucky to not uh, to not get caught up in that. So, um, yeah, he was, as I said, he's been fast, but he just can't seem to put it all together here. Uh, Darian Sinai with the whole shot end up in 15th position, um, which, you know, was a, probably not as good as what he wanted to. Uh, Justin Rodbell, he raced uh, in Australia here in the motocross series for um, for the KSF racing team and, um, and in the supercross as well. He made it into the main. He was the... Uh, the last rider to make it into the main, he ended up with 19th on the in the uh, in the main. So he rode really well as well for again another privateer guy, um, just getting it done off his own back. He um, he definitely did did really really well. So um, again, the 250 class, this East Coast, it kind of it's the same as what we've seen in the last few rounds. So it's hard to kind of you know go too deep onto it uh, or into it, should I say? Uh, but uh, six point lead now for Sexton over McElrath. It's going to be, you know, we've got six there and, and seven on the West Coast. So, I mean, this is going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out here on this East West showdown for the finale. Like we've got, we've got two, two championships that could go either way. Um, and uh, on this side, my pick, uh, I'm going to go with Sexton. He, I think he's going to do it. You know, we were a little, little worried after the first couple of rounds and, you know, Rob and I talked about it and sort of said he needs to, he needs to find something. And that, that mud race they had at round three or round 13, should I say, he, um, I think that was a turning point for him because he has looked good ever since. And again, that pass he put on Mikel Rath was like business. He was ready to, to do business. So, it's just, it's going to come down to starts. Like there's, again, there's so many good guys on that West coast. It's, it's going to be a start. Whoever can get out in front and, and, um, not get caught up in too much of the stuff early on, I think is going to be a champion in both classes. Um, 
and Sexton starts have been good. They haven't been great. I mean, McElrath is, you know, ripping them on that, that Yamaha and they look good. But I mean, Hunter, uh, Jet on the West Coast, man, he's been ripping some hell starts on those, on that CRF. So I, uh, I don't think it's necessarily Yamaha are better. I think they've got those Hondas worked out as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. Um, so that's 250 East for Salt Lake City 6, round 16 of the AMA Monster Energy Supercross Series. So break that down. Um, let's see what happens in the showdown. I'm excited to see what happens in the showdown. It's going to be entertaining. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to work on getting, uh, obviously, Rob back, and I want to get a couple other other guests in here to kind of break that finale down because it's going to be it's going to be awesome and uh i'm definitely looking forward to it so this next podcast we bring out on the uh moto limited show here is uh yeah i think it's going to be one of those one of those entertaining sort of events so that's the uh 250 class let's break down the 450s here for the salt lake city round six round 16 and uh there's again there's not a great deal to uh unbox here but uh marty davalos was out in front of heat number one again and i mean he's he's looked so good on this on this um, Salt Lake City run, we've discussed it, but man, he was, he had this one. I wouldn't say he had it in the bag. <coughs> but uh, he, in the second rhythm lane or coming out of the second corner through that rhythm lane, he cased the triple so hard. I don't know how he didn't break himself in half, let alone that KDM 450. Um, and it kind of ruined him after that. He ended up getting third in the heat, I think. But, um, you know, he was on track there to, to potentially win that one. And again, another mistake, you know, Marty, Marty Davalos doing Marty Davalos things, you know, like he should be, should be getting these stuff. And he's looked like he's got the speed and everything. He just has a little mistake. Same with the round before, um, you know, Benny Bloss got the heat race, but Davalos was in front and, uh, crashed and and threw it away so um you know he he's he's gonna find it out he's gonna figure it out here you know he's got factory equipment on that kdm even though it's not a factory kdm he's got the parts and stuff that he can compete with those guys and he's got the speed he's just again another guy that just needs to put it all together and and make it happen um so, uh, Dean Wilson, another heat, uh, well, he, not another win. He actually got a heat win. It's the first one of this year. I'm pretty sure for him, I could be wrong, but first one, definitely in Salt Lake city. He got a, he got a heat race win. He fought off Tomac. It was actually a really good race there at the end. He sort of held him up and pushed him wide and, you know, blocked him and it was good to, to see him fight off and, and, um, get that done. Uh, Anderson looked, uh, looked very fast in, in qualifying. Um, he actually was fast as qualifier for this round. Uh, and in his heat race, he won the heat race. So the rockstar Husqvarna team, um, won both heats. So it was good to see those guys, you know, win those heats and Anderson, again, he looked really, really good. And, and, um, you know, it was interesting to see what was going to happen, uh, in this, in this final, 
Um, so let's get into it. The final that was man, the, the, this 450 main was was definitely one for the ages. Eli Tomac had a chance of wrapping up the championship tonight. Um, if you listen to this, he didn't wrap it up. Uh, the spoiler alert. But uh, he looked he looked like he wanted to win that. He was not letting it letting it go. Um, but off the start, Eli Tomac was last in the first corner. You watch the you watch the the race on TV. They show it. He literally was dead last. He gets credit with like twelfth on lap one on the on the lap chart, but he was he was not twelfth. He was dead last going into the first corner coming out. He was probably like 18 out of 22. Like he was way back and he fought and fought and he looked like a dude that wanted to win this championship tonight. He was trying to make it happen. But as it played out, um, Osborne ripped a start, was out in front, Webb tucked in behind him. Um, and then, well, actually Brayton got a, a ripper start too. He was, he was second place and he was up there. Um, and then in behind him was, was Webb and Roxon and they, uh, yeah, they went at it and were just making it a full rider battle at the front. It was, well, it actually turned into being five at one point and then eventually a six rider battle, um, or, you know, at the front of the pack, you know, uh, Osborne was out front. He was doing a great job out front. He looked fast. He led like 20, 22 laps of this main. Um, this main was huge again. Like it was, um, I'm trying to get a lap chart to show me exactly how many laps, but I'm pretty sure it was like 27, 28 laps of this main again. And he led 22 of them and looked really fast. Uh, Cooper Webb was in there just sort of, in between him and Roxon, sort of fought off Roxon a bit, then caught up to 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 Osborne. Then Anderson joined the party. He sort of started back a little ways and he made his way through and then he sort of joined the party and it was four riders there just sort of going at it. And then Tomac just made his way through the pack like a like a man possessed, got to them. And then at one point there, we had five riders that were all battling for the win and... Um, they were just setting a blistering pace and just dropping the rest of the field. And, um, it was awesome to see. And then we sort of hit the lappers and that's where things started to obviously change a little bit. Um, Tomac made his way around, around the, uh, the 21 of Anderson and got in behind Roxon and, and made his way past Roxon. And that happened at lap 16 or seven, uh, 17 that happened. And then it was on the the next 10 laps, I'm pretty sure, is what it ended up being, about 27 laps. The next 10 laps, it was just, just Tomac, Webb, and Osborne just going at it. And Osborne, again, credit to him. He rode phenomenal. He he was keeping them going. He wasn't holding them up. He was, he was keeping them at bay and uh, rode sensationally. And it, was, it wasn't till you seen just this switch flip in in web got up beside him put a move on him it wasn't a dirty move it was it was a legit supercross move and then 
you know, poor old Osborne just made a little slip up in the first corner, uh, in that corner before the whoops. Once he got passed by Webb and it allowed Tomac. So he went from, from one to three in one corner, you know, but, um, then it was on, it was the, it was a Tomac web show and they just traded, traded lap after lap. Um, Webb though had a, had a very good inside line after the whoops. It was a sweeping, uh, left-hander before the triple went back onto the triple, um, and just had this inside line and he was just making, making ground on Tomac, you know, he, Tomac had really mean and then he'd lose to, to Webb in that corner. He, you know, he kept going outside and Webb had this little sneaky inside line and, it took Tomac till about the last lap or second or third last lap to figure it out. But by that stage, I think it was too little too late. And at that point of the race, you know, with the last five, five laps to go, that's Webb's like domain. He just lives and thrives for that situation, you know, and, and it showed he just wicked it up a little bit more. You know, Tomac was pushing like he, he he needed to make that pass on Webb to win the championship. Like that's his that's his championship. He's waited five odd years, nearly six years to win this championship, and it was literally right in front of him. The you know from from about lap twenty um, twenty one, it was right there in front of him, and uh, twenty two when they they passed Osborne and. You know, he wanted it bad, but uh, it just wasn't a B. Webb, Webb gutted out another victory. Um, Rouse calling him the the Wednesday wonder. Um, he's won every Wednesday main event we've had. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he got it done. He held off Tomac and held off the championship celebrations for one more week. Um, Tomac looked uh, a bit devastated, you know. Like, he, he, you could tell he wanted that so bad. You could tell by the way he rode. You... You just watched the race. It was so entertaining to watch and just you were sort of on the edge of your seat the whole time. Like, is he going to get him? Is he going to get him? Are we are we crowning him a champion? And, you know, if you followed the sport as as intensely as, as some of us have, you know, like it, it, it's six years coming. He's lost a um, – he's won more races in the last five years than, than anybody else and hasn't won a championship in the Supercross class. So, um, you know, we were, we were waiting for it and, you know, looking and – it's very, uh, very, I mean, personally, I, I've got, I want to see him win. Uh, I've, you know, I, I just like Tomac. I like the way he rides. I, you know, the way he does things. Um, and, uh, yeah, you just want to see him win it. So I was a little like, ah, but I mean, it's good. It, it means it takes it to Vegas, but, uh, oh, Vegas, <laughs> that's the final round, but, uh, it takes it to the final round. Um, but I, you know, the only thing is, you know, Tomac's just got to finish the race basically to, to wrap it up um, on Sunday. So I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to try and want to win it. He's not going to risk the risk at all, but I, I definitely think he's going to want to want to go out and win. Zacho with the, uh, with the third place position again, a little bit disappointing that, uh, you know, he rode all the way at the front, led all those laps and, and end up with third, but I mean, he's gotten better. He's, he's been the most improved rider this, like let's say second half of this season. And, since we come back from the break, you know, he, he had a pretty horrific injury, which we've talked about on this show, um, you know, before that. And, you know, he's made a massive, massive difference here uh, coming back from 
from the the COVID break, and uh, you know he's he's going to win one of these surely. I mean, if this was a, a little bit longer track and they weren't doing so many laps, if they were doing you know the, the twenty five odd laps, I think he probably wins his main. But um, when the when it's a forty five second a lap track and they're, they're nearly doing thirty laps, yeah, um, unfortunately it's going to be tough for him to to hold Webb and, and Tomac. They're just they're just a league above here at the moment, so. Um, but he did awesome to get on the box and and do it, and he was he seemed pretty um, pretty pumped on it. You know, he obviously bummed he didn't win, but he was stoked. He's led more laps. He's he, you know he's starting to realize that he's one of those you know the guy, um, and you know he's he's going to make it happen here soon. And I mean, it'd be awesome to see him win the finale and you know finish off the Supercross season with a bang. That's for sure. Uh, and then behind that, uh, Roxon. Um, Basically, with his fourth fourth place position, um, that's that's put him out of the title. He cannot mathematically win this title. He's twenty eight points up now. Uh, Webb's still got a mathematical chance, but I mean, pretty much Tomac's got a DNF for Webb to win. That's you know he's got. I think he's got twenty. They haven't got. They haven't put the official results up on the Supercross uh, website yet on the AMA site, so we can't give you the exact results. But uh, I think he's um, he's you know, twenty four back or something like that. So, you know, as I said, Thomas pretty much got DNF to uh, to potentially lose this at the final round. So again, Roxon he looked good early on. He was pressuring uh, pressuring Webb and. And um, I think once Tomac got around him, he sort of just lost that toe a little bit. And I mean, it probably elevated Osborne and Webb. And um, you know, he couldn't he couldn't catch toes. So he ended up with a with a fourth place. And I mean, it, this Salt Lake City has been a little disappointing for him with all the struggles he's had. And you know, he come in three down, and you know, he's he's now 28, 28 up, and you know, twenty eight off, and. Uh, you know, he's got no chance now of, of, you know, winning this title. So a little disappointing, but uh, let's hope he sorts himself out and gets everything figured out for outdoors and, and how we have a strong, strong Ken Roxon come out for outdoors um, and really stick it to him out there as well. Uh, Anderson in fifth, he, you know, heat race win and looked good and he was in that battle, but he just... Same deal. He just sort of lost toe with those guys once sort of Tomac made his inroads and sort of elevated the front guys. You know, he, he did that. He, he caught up to rocks in there at the end and put a little bit of heat on, but um, yeah, it, it just one of those rides again for him uh, in fifth. Brayton got six. Um, yeah, he rode much, much better uh, in this round. So, um, you know, that good start, starting in second, he kind of helped him get that better position. Uh, Malcolm Stewart, he got into the uh, the sixth, uh, the seventh place ride there. So, um, yeah, he, he got there. I'm just looking at results here. I've just found him. Cooper Webb's 22 down. So, he's got, it's, it's mathematically possible um, to get it. Uh, if, if, you know, Tomac DNFs or, or gets around a 22nd, 21st range and yeah, but, um, he's got himself up, up on, uh, on Roxon now. So, um, but yeah, Stuart, another good ride. He got his way through, um, to seventh place and, and sort of just stuck there again. Uh, it's a little, uh, 
little disappointing trying to get the results up here, but uh, the AMA side hasn't got the results up or finalized yet. So um, it is what it is. Um, these guys, another awesome round. If you haven't watched it yet, make sure you go back and watch it. Uh, if you have, I've probably spoiled a lot of it for you, but um, I mean, it was awesome racing. Uh, just to see those front four, five guys just just battling, you know, like it was it was a war. Um, and especially at the end there when it come down to to just Tomac and just Webb and they were, you know, throwing everything but the kitchen sink. And they've had a few of these battles over this um, Salt Lake City run where they've just been, you know, pushing each other to the absolute limit, um, you know, and, and putting on a spectacle for for all of us to watch. So, um, it, it's been good. And, uh, you know, we're going down into, into the final round here, Tomac with, uh, with a shot of obviously wrapping this up pretty easily, uh, coming into the, to the final round and, um, making it happen. Marty Davalos eight. I've just got it up here. Barsha nine. Um, who got 10th here? Uh, Blake Bag at 10. So, um, couple of guys, you know, Wilson got a 13th, which was a bit of a, a shame after his awesome heat race win. Uh, Chad got a 15th. Um, you know, he, he was looking good early on, but, uh, ended up there in that position and sort of the rest from there is, is a normal regular cast and, and crew. So, that's going to be it. Salt Lake City, number six, round 16. We've we've gotten there. We've got one more to go. As I said, hoping to have a couple more guests on this show. Um, and we're going to break down this finale and the series that was and everything that kind of went on uh, throughout the year. And... Um, you know, finish it up with a bang and, and enjoy it. So hopefully you guys enjoy this one. Again, I apologize. It's just me rambling on. I really wanted to get this out. Um, as I said, Rob spending time with his family and, um, again, congratulations to him and, and his wife Mon, um, on the, on the birth of their third child. And, uh, yeah, he, he'll be back for the next one. And again, I got a couple more guests lined up and we're, we're really going to have a good time on this finale. Um, So make sure you jump over, have a listen. Again, get on our social media pages. Get involved with the conversation. Uh, Get over and listen to the Trent Marsh show as well. Uh, Got some awesome, awesome guests coming up. Got a few podcasts lined up, which I'm excited to get out. So make sure you uh, keep an eye out for them as well. Have a listen to them. One of the things I've forgotten to put on the put on the last couple of shows is uh, if you've obviously paid attention to the intro, new intro and outro to the show, uh, I'd like to thank Jake Weemers, which was my guest on the Trent Mars show um, for, for punching out those and, and creating them for me. Um, you know, definitely knocked him out of the park and, and stoked with them. So um, at JW music on Instagram, did all the outros again. Thank you, buddy. Definitely made my show uh, sound a lot better from the start. Um, and hopefully my rambling on, um, is enjoyable through the middle. So thank you everyone for listening. And, uh, till we do this again on Monday, enjoy the riding out there. Motor limited network. We've been out for the last two days. I'm knackered. 
trying to get home and we're running out of fuel and we're about 13 k's from home. 